Hello, everybody. My name is Jake McGrail, and alongside me is Corey Branson, and hopefully soon, Diana Hong and Mike Liu of CITR Sports. We've been having some issues with public transit these last couple of weeks. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to get it sorted out in future. I just have issues with my legs. I don't have that yes. kind of excuse. Corey, Corey is consistently here right before uh, he needs to be. Everyone else is a bit uh, more fluctuating with when they're able to show up. I'm efficient with my time. We, we appreciate it, Corey, You're, how <laughs> consistent you are. Uh, we are broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. This week saw the return of both our hockey teams to Canada West play. And they did it in style with a total of four comfortable wins between the two teams. Elsewhere, things did not necessarily go as, as usual or as perhaps expected for in both good and bad ways. Women's soccer dropped points for the first time all season. Meanwhile, football went down big and they came back to won the game to win the game. We'll have to get into that later. There's also rugby and some exhibition play to get to. And we have some interview clips from both women's soccer and men's hockey. There's a lot to cover, and we're going to start with some hockey. For sure. As Jake mentioned, men's and women's hockey kicked off their Canada West seasons in huge fashions, scoring wins over the newest member of the conference in U-Sports in the Trinity Western Spartans. The men took convincing 5-1 and 4-0 victories, while the women's games finished 3-1 and 8-0. Yeah, uh, Trinity Western, obviously they're big rivals in other sports. However, this is the first year they're actually playing in Canada West for hockey, specifically. They were yeah. playing elsewhere before. This was a nice welcome to Canada West <laughs> moment. Some of these wins right here for UBC. Starting with the women's team, they got underway at the Langley Event Center because hockey is the one sport where a lot of the time the men's and women's teams aren't playing in the same stadium when they play their games, even if they're on the same day. This was a home-and-home. Home. The first period saw a flurry of chances from both sides, but neither goalie gave up a goal. Yeah, it was actually the Spartans that struck first, surprisingly. Ashley Wolf scored the first goal in TEWU's Canada West history. That was at 2.51 in the second period to put them up 1-0. Yeah, Thunderbirds did respond fast, however. Trinity Western did not hold that lead for long. Ryland McKinnon potted a goal on the power play less than 30 seconds after the Spartans scored their first before Mackenzie Kordick scored another on the power play to give UBC the lead. Yeah, Kenzie Robinson rounded up the scoring with another power play tally in the third. That wrapped up the UBC win on Friday night. UBC goalie Reese Hiddleston only had to face 19 shots, and she saved 18 of them. Pretty good. Yeah, the game on Saturday was early in the day, a bit of a matinee game. And even though it was UBC's first home game of the season, it's not officially called their home opener because they wanted, I guess, to give them a proper home opener this coming weekend. So that'll be on Friday, October 22nd, even though it's not their first home game of the season. After a scoreless first period, the Thunderbirds absolutely exploded for six goals in the second. Jenna Fletcher, Henry Bassey times two. Uh, Ryland McKinnon, Emily Moore, uh, not not the Emily Moore. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> uh, and Ireland Perrault all found the net in that frame. That would be quite impressive, Emily Moore dominating on both soccer and hockey at the same time. What a dual sport athlete. Also, who was that voice who just entered the... Uh we just entered the studio. If you heard any rustling in the background, <laughs> that was Mike Lou and Diana Hong arriving. <laughs> so we now have a full cohort, and we're very excited. Yeah, two more goals in the third period by Mackenzie Kordick and Sophia Gaskell completed the route. UBC thumped the Spartans 8 nothing 
outshooting them 26 to 7 for the game. They had more goals than the Spartans had shots on goal. <laughs> the Spartans did not have a single shot on goal the entire third period. It's rough. <laughs> it, it, that's kind of to be expected for uh, for the team spending their first year in Canada West. Anyways, as for the men's, they had their home opener this past Friday in front of a very good crowd of around 2,000 people. All were cheering on the T-Birds as the uh, all cheering on the T-Birds as the hockey team really took it to the Spartans. Yeah, it was uh, Tyler Sander that kicked off the night. The captain getting the first goal on the board at 9:18 in the first. The Spartans did equalize in the second. Colby Johnson scored the first Canada West goal in men's program history uh, early in that second period. Uh, however, goals from Jonathan Smart and Kyle McNabb later, oh no, in the <laughs> period restored the UBC advantage and markers from Tian Rask and Jake Kriske iced the 5-1 to one win for the Thunderbirds. Smart was UBC's points leader in this game. He added two assists along with his goal, while Matt Rebel also recorded two assists of his own. Thunderbirds, they shelled the Spartans' goal. They had 39 shots in this game. TWU goalie Taylor Joseph had all that he could handle. He managed to save 34, but yeah, obviously gave up five. That ain't bad. It's not, 34 it's saves, not I mean. You, you should be winning games if you're making 34 saves. Yeah. Anyways, that game was pretty chippy, and you could really tell that these two BC teams really already don't like each other. Lots of scrums, lots of extra crackers after the whistle. On Saturday, though, it was a bit more quieter. Uh, two, few, uh, two first period goals from Michael Clark and Jared, uh, Jared Tiska were all that were really needed, as the Spartans could not really generate anything. Yeah, the Thunderbirds did add two empty net goals late to stretch their lead. Those were scored by Revel and Chris Douglas. Carson Miller had two assists. Ryan Toth had a really strong weekend and goal. Uh, he saved 42 of the 43 shots he faced across those two games. After the men's team's home opener on Friday, Mike was able to grab a quick interview with Captain Tyler Sandu. Here is what he had to say. First off, congratulations. How does it feel as the newly named captain that get them getting that first goal of the season opener in front of a home fans for your first Canada West action? I mean, just your thoughts. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, I think for all of us, we wanted to start off on a good foot there and to be able to get the lead early was nice. Um, it was a great shot, and I was lucky to get that rebound, so I'm like, happy with that. Sure. Just your thoughts on the complete team effort, especially against an opponent that you really don't get along with, you can already tell, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's just just a friendly little rivalry. Obviously, they're down the street from us. Um, no, it's nice to be able to get that first win out of the way, and I think um, tomorrow we just got to make sure we play a full 60, but I'm happy with the way we responded in the third period to get the W. You guys, uh, you guys come off a pretty hot season two years ago. What's the mindset coming into this year? Um, you know what? Like I think I talked about a little bit before with Sarge. Um, you know, a little better taste in our mouth not being able to play that uh, last game in uh, the national. So um, I think we're just really excited to be able to try to get ourselves back to some point there and just win hockey games. All righty, we're gonna change pace now. Talk a little bit about football. Folks, golf is done for now. That wild run of success has been paused, and so I have to go back to covering the sports where we sometimes lose. I was definitely scared, especially with Jake throwing me back on football duty. But then the higher powers blessed me. They blessed all of us with a UBC football victory that I get to report on. Wow. Am I calling myself a two-birds <laughs> good luck charm? No. Am I ruling that out? Also, no. This was an incredible game as the Thunderbirds stormed back from a 23-0 fourth quarter deficit to force overtime against the Regina Rams in Saskatchewan. Each team scored touchdowns in the extra frame, but Coach Nell went gutsy on his team's score. 
opting for a two-point conversion to win outright. The T-Birds connected, and UBC now has a win on the board, 31-30. to Yeah, after a pretty strong first uh, first quarter, the picks seemed to just completely screw over UBC's momentum, but they managed to get things back, uh, especially in the fourth, as we could clearly tell. After rush scores from Dane Kapler and QB Garrett Rooker, who has been phenomenal his rookie year, they brought the UBC within 10 uh, in the fourth. Edge Williams converted a two point, uh, two pointer to make that one uh, to make it a one possession game. He scored another six uh, points six minutes later, thanks to a K. John Johnson pick. Uh, the T Birds got great field possession, and Rooker just charged in once again, like we've seen him many times, scoring a two point conversion, and that gave us a tie game to send it into overtime. Yeah, the Rams had the ball in overtime. They got a touchdown of their own after Kyle Borsa ran it in from the one yard line. UBC had to get a touchdown to keep the game at least going, and it was Isaiah Knight who got it on a single-yard score of his own. He had 145 yards of rushing on the day. Very big performance from him. And then, as mentioned earlier, Thunderbirds, instead of going for the tie, they went for the win with a two-point conversion. Rooker passed it to Trey Kellogg right on the goal line, and they got it for the win. Yeah, the big difference in this one was rushing. The T-Birds outgained the Rams 199-34 to on the ground. Uh, Knight had a 60-yard run that really kick-started that comeback. Uh, that was the premier highlight from the afternoon. I mean, that, that's a very, that's a very, very big difference. That's not one of the types of differences that the Thunderbirds had anywhere close to in their first two games. And speaking of the differences that we had in the first two games, after the much maligned defense really just gave up a lot of rushing yards in the in the first first two, they came up real clutch for the T-Birds in this one. After the Rams put up 23 unanswered in the first half, the D just didn't allow anything past them clamping down in the second half this unit definitely feels losses of of uh, the drafted nick cross and ben hladek but the new guys found their rhythm in this one uh stefan uh T- registered six tackles lake moore got a sack and johnson had the aforementioned critical pick yeah and given how much the defense struggled in the first couple games that's very good to see rooker he had to throw a lot in this game especially after thunderbirds fell behind by a bunch Uh, for most of the game, but he did put up good numbers. He threw 31 for 47 for 336 yards, one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Uh, He did have one interception and was sacked once as well. But in the fourth quarter, he really turned it up. He connected on 11 of his 12 passes for 131 yards, and that's when both the touchdown happens as well. So coming up clutch when it mattered. Against all odds, the 1-2 Thunderbirds are now in a four-way tie for third in the Cala West standings, meaning the playoff dream remains alive. This weekend, they'll face a stern test as the undefeated Manitoba. Into the Stadium on Sunday. You guys, you guys are distracting me. <laughs> Anyways, a win for UBC in that one would flip the conference upside down. I feel like they can be the the Bisons now. Honestly, <laughs> we we have the we have the Golden Pandas now for Alberta, and we can have the Manitoba Bisons. <laughs> Tune in next week when we do animal pictograms for Diana. We'll see if she can name what they are. Oh, Lord. Victories were also a thing in both men's and women's rugby this past weekend. Hopefully I don't screw up the names. Women's rugby defeated the Lethbridge Pronghorns. 
67 to 5, which put them in first place in the Cattle West and gave them a five-point lead over the Pronghorns. Although the Pronghorns had the ball early, they weren't able to follow through. Savannah Botter and Shoshana Samanatafa made a convert that gave seven no- gave a 7 nothing lead to the Thunderbirds in the seventh minute. And at that point, they never looked back. Yeah, Botter dominated offensively. She's really had an MVP-type season for UBC. She had three tries and six successful conversions, which brings her to a total of nine tries and 15 converts in this season. Florence Simmons, Shoshana Samanatafa, and Michaela Nelson all scored two tries each, while Piper Logan and Emma Feldinger also scored, and again, 67 to 5. You conceded one try throughout that entire. They didn't let a try. They didn't give up a single try in the second half. Uh, the dominant win means that UBC has now scored an average of 49 points per game this season. I have a point differential of 152. Uh, the next best is Victoria at 83. I mean, there's not any sort of stat where they've not had a dominant season so far to this point. Yeah, I'm hoping to carry that for ne- uh, this Saturday, hosting UBC hosting the Vikes with a chance to make it a perfect 5-0 to zero regular season with a win. UBC has beaten Victoria in each of their last three meetings, their longest winning streak against them since 2009. Um, men's rugby also had a 22-7 victory over their longtime rivals, the University of Victoria Vikes, that put them in a closer position to capturing the first leg of the historic Whitman boot. Jake, I just want to mention, I see every time that University of Victoria gets mentioned, you give me a sly little glance. No, I'm not happy about this, but it's fine. Uh, it was the freshman T-Bird Landon Clarnamus who opened the scoring in the 19th minute after intercepting a bike's kick and giving UBC a 5-0 lead. That low score was held until early in the second half when Dakota McMullen broke through the line and then fellow kinesiology third year Jacob Bossy finished the shot, <laughs> which resulted in a 10-0 advantage. Yeah, in the 45th minute, the Vikes, they did respond with a try and a conversion. That got them back in the game, but the Thunderbirds, they took control. Ethan Berry had a try in the 64th minute before Bossy finished the game with his second try. That extended the lead to 22-7 and confirmed the victory. Uh, the Thunderbirds' rivalry between UVic is quite one-sided, as they've now won 15 of their last 16 meetings. Don't cry. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> All good. Um, they're also now 2-1 to one in Coastal Cup play and take on clubside Pacific Pride in Port Albany on Saturday. And now before we head into our break, we're now going to take a quick look at the games from this past week that we do have less details on. That includes men's basketball exhibition play, men's field hockey, and softball. Starting with the basketball team, they played two exhibition games in Edmonton. The first was a 74-66 loss to Alberta. James Woods, a third-year transfer from Central Wyoming College, led UBC with 17 points and 8 rebounds, while Grant Audu had 12 points and 5 assists. The second game was a 91-65 blowout win over McEwen, with Adu exploding for 26 points and 8 assists. Sukhman Sandu, a fourth-year transfer from UFV, had 17-5. and five. And the return of basketball also means the return of one thing, and that is the return of Lincoln Rosebush. Somebody turn his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Corey knows what's up. Mike and Diana do not know what's up. Nope. <laughs> You'll learn. But Lincoln Rosebush is the cult hero of Thunderbird Eye, and I just want to point out that he did have some good rebound totals off the bench in these two games. He had six in the first, he had eight in the second, and uh, that is our update on him. We will we will keep close tabs on him as the season goes along, which I know Corey loves. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, moving on to men's field hockey, they played Burnaby Lake FHC. We know nothing about the game other than the final score, which UBC lost 4-1, so maybe that's not so much of a bad thing. Finally, softball finished their mysterious series of <laughs> play against SFU with uh, one more doubleheader, which we, uh, as usual, know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, once softball returns in the spring season, we'll actually be able to talk about what they did <laughs> on the field other than just reporting that they did apparently play games. I hope this isn't a consistent thing. <laughs> what will I do when they play the Shamanon Silver Swords? <laughs> Why are you the way you are? <laughs> We're now going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs. When we come back, we're going to be covering our soccer teams, including some interview bites that Diana got uh, just yesterday. Red Cat Records is an amazing artist-owned and operated record store. Shop from their diverse online music collection and get free shipping within Vancouver and the Lower Mainland with the purchase of two or more LPs. If you would like to further support them through the evolving COVID-19 crisis, you can do so by buying a gift card to use at a later date. Visit www.redcat.ca for more information. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. TransCare BC works to enhance the coordination of trans health services across the province and offer expanded health services to support transgender communities. They are doing this by developing gender-affirming client-centered models of service, ensuring access to gender-affirming and supportive health care that is equitable and available, and supporting network development to make sure trans and gender-diverse individuals, their families, and healthcare providers have access to information, resources, and support. Check out phsa.ca to learn more about this program and lend your voice to help create an inclusive and supportive system for trans members of our community. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Now we're going to take a look at our soccer teams. The men's team again failed together any sort, uh, failed to string together any sort of winning streak as though they did not lose against Trinity Western. They did tie both games. The first finished 2-2 with all four goals scored in the first half. The Thunderbirds actually fell behind 2-0 here at home, uh, conceding twice in the first 35 minutes. They did storm back, however, with Tristan and Colgate scoring twice in five minutes near the end of the first half to tie it. Despite putting the pressure on and outshooting the Spartans 8-2 in the second half, UBC was unable to score a winner, and they were left with the tie, their most common result this season. The second game was even more dramatic as the halftime score was again level uh, at 1-1 with Tommy Gardner returning from injury and scoring for UBC. Bradley Richardson just about gave the Thunderbirds the lead in the 59th minute, but they held it. The score just held until the end. However, in the 90th minute, the Spartans equalized. Then Richardson scored again in added time to give them a 3-2 lead, but the game still wasn't over because the Spartans scored again on the final play of the game to end it 3-3. This men's team has just had some insane results in their games this season. Yeah, the Thunderbirds now sit with a record of 3-1-6, and six, tied for second in the West Division with Trinity Western. They just need one win from their last two games, or one UFE loss, to clinch a playoff spot, but wins have been a little bit hard to come by so far. 
for the final weekend of the regular season, UBC faces Victoria, um, Corey's favorite, who are first in the division at 5-2-3. to <laughs> The Thunderbirds can still finish anywhere from 1st to 5th in their division. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> the women's team, meanwhile, they faltered for the first time this season. They lost their perfect record on this weekend against the Spartans. The first game on Saturday was a one to nothing loss with both teams having undefeated seasons going in. Given the defensive prowess of these two teams, it's unsurprising that goals were hard to come by. In fact, the UBC defense almost had a perfect night, only allowing one shot on target. Unfortunately, that one shot was a Tilly James goal in the 76th minute. Yeah, Thunderbirds unable to break through and find the net themselves. Spartans goalie Hannah James made four saves. The two teams also combined for 23 fouls. This was a scrappy one in the rain. After suffering their first loss of the season, the Thunderbirds came to play on Saturday looking for revenge and to ruin the Spartans' perfect season. They outshot Trinity Western University 13-4 and 8-1 in shots on target. They hit the crossbar twice, but they couldn't score and the game ended 0-0. Yeah, this was the first time all season that Trinity Western failed to win a game. They finished the regular season undefeated, though, with a record of 11-0-1. This was also the first time since October of 2014 that UBC failed to score in back-to-back games. And just like that, this uh, this means that, despite having two more games against Victoria, the Thunderbirds are locked into second place in the West Division. They will play either Regina or Saskatchewan in the Canada West quarterfinals. And yesterday, Diana went to the women's team's practice and was able to chat with some of the players. We're going to play some excerpts. From those interviews, there's a series of three. The first is with Danielle Steer. The second is with Emily Moore. And the third is with (laughs) uh, Sophia Ferreira. The time you won national championships title, describe what you felt at the time. I think there was a lot of feelings. Um, That season was really emotional for a lot of us in some good ways and some bad ways. But... uh, Definitely one of the best feelings in the world at that point. Um, so how did you first hear about the season being cancelled last year? Sorry. Um, yeah, I actually saw it over Instagram. Yeah, there was like a U-Sport post and uh, I guess we kind of kind of figured how COVID was going that that would happen, but yeah. How do you feel about it when you first saw it on the post? I wasn't totally surprised, but it still hurt. <laughs> it was hard. Uh, you led Canada West in scoring in 2018, then didn't score as many in 2019, and now you're having your best goal, best goal scoring season yet this year. Um, what do you think caused that dip two years ago, and what caused you to jump back up now? I think uh, my 2019 season, I just kind of pushed myself too far. Um, there were a lot of things happening that I were out of my control and um, I struggled with that a little bit. But now this year, I think I've got my confidence back and I'm just really enjoying what I'm doing now. So thinking about the time you won national championship title, describe what you felt at the time. Um, Well, that was like a really special moment because I won it in Victoria. So that's my hometown and all of my family and friends were there. Um, I don't think even if we like did win again, I don't think anything will be as special as that, just because of the location I was in and just winning in your hometown doesn't really, you can't compare, so it was great. So aside from the shortened season this year, has this year felt noticeably different than the ones in the past? Um, it's felt really different, like having to play the same team twice. 
you know, weekend usually um, we'd only play one team in the beginning, then, then again later in the season. So it was really weird playing teams back to back. But I think it also was really good because you can carry the momentum to the next game. Um, and also just this group is just different. Like I feel like we just have such a family culture and it's just great. So. Um, so there's been a couple games where both goalies, so Jones, um, haven't played a half. Um, is that something you're used to and how do you feel about it? Um, it's good. It's, um, I, don't, I don't mind it to be honest. Like, it's great to like being able to share and um, compete together and Sarah and I just have so much love and respect for each other so um, I don't mind it at all and I, I'm, I'm just happy that we all both get some playing time. It's great. Um, awesome. So with playoffs coming up, what are some like the expectations oh. for the defending national champ? Um, we have a lot of like high expectations for ourselves but um, I don't think there's not that much pressure to be honest. Like we take each game how it is and we will think about the next game after we win the next, so that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, there's an expectation for us to get there, but um, we're just focused on this weekend going against Victoria and then next weekend playing quarters. So that's our focus right now. Last this past week, um, suffering your first loss of the season against Trinity Western. Um, how are you going to try to bounce back from the first set that you guys had? Um, I definitely think like there's a few things that we can work on from the game. Like we couldn't buy a goal and like we did kind of like stoop down to their level. But I found that after our loss, like we took that as like a, a learning opportunity and like so that we can build from that. So like we're gonna watch the game and like take from our mistakes and like work on them in training. It also lit a fire under all of our like butts. So. Yeah, that'll help us in the game to keep keep going and working harder. Awesome. Um, so you've managed to step in as a rookie and as one of the top assist leaders in Canada West. Um, how have you been able to transition well into the team? Um, I definitely like worked really hard in the summer and I also trained in the summer with them. So it was a good transition. One of the perks of like living in BC. Um, the transition was hard in the beginning, like the speed of play and stuff, but as soon as, like the team's so welcoming, so like confidence and like nervousness never like came into play, like they were so welcoming, I just had to play my game and like get used to the speed of play and like obviously it's more aggressive and girls are a lot older, like I'm playing with like 26 year olds so it's a lot harder and I'm only like 18 or when I joined the team I was like 17. Um, but like just like being confident in your play was like my biggest like uh what's it called? I'm the word. <laughs> but it was like my biggest help in like getting ready to be with the team. And um the the team environment, team team vibe, do you feel confident um to head into the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm very confident in our team. Like we have such great abilities on the team like everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses and like everyone's strengths go together and build like a big um, like we're kind of like a big puzzle that all fit together and like I'm very confident in all of our abilities that we'll have a very strong uh, very strong games in the playoffs Perfect. Yeah. And thank you for that, Diana. Before we leave you here, folks, we're just going to run quickly through uh, what Thunderbirds games are coming up this weekend. 
Women's field hockey has two games against the Calgary Dinos and two games against the Uvic Fikes. Uh, men's hockey will be playing a series at the University of Manitoba. Women's hockey will be playing a series against the Bisons. But here, um, both soccer teams are in Victoria uh, to play Uvic. Uh, there are some basketball exhibition games. Women's basketball is playing the University of Regina. Men's basketball is playing Mount Royal University. Men's field hockey has a game on Saturday against the Vancouver Hawks. And there is a cross-country meet, the BC Cross-Country Championships in Saanich, BC. That's a municipality in Victoria, so you know I'm excited about it. <laughs> and that's all we got. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbird's news and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is The Shakespeare Show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail, Corey Branson, Diana Hong, and Mike Liu. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.